It's Thursday, August 19th, which means we are one week away from the State Fair, guys. Until then, it's going to be a long, bumpy road, but will be fun for sure. Lori and Julie are here to hang out. Are you making a joke because it's literally um, so bumpy in our studio right now with the work happening at the (laughs) studio? No one can hear. They're moving a tank out a tank the size of our building from underneath the building. Yeah. Right next to us. It's a former tank for gasoline to run the generators here. And yesterday, if you were listening on the playback for the first hour, you could could hear my mic every time. It's oh, shaking. Really? Shaking, because every time they would pound the it closest. down. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of had to turn my mic off. But yeah, That's yeah. right. I thought you said it's a bumpy ride, because it does feel like a little bit like we're, we're bam, on a bumpy bam. ride, because it's just like, well, bam. the helicopter's landing all day long. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Yes. <laughs> Anyway. Well, happy Thursday, everybody. Well, Julia. Yes, dear. What's up? Uh, What's up? I couldn't resist. So I had, Casey wasn't home when I got home last night, and I thought, Oh, I could read outside. I could go, you know, for a walk. I could go over my friends. I could pluck my flower baskets that are getting all scraggly. I could do this, that, or the other thing. And then I thought, no, it's nice and cool in the house. And I think I want to watch Nine Perfect Strangers. On Hulu. How'd it go? I watched the first two episodes. And first of all, Melissa McCarthy, every single Line is a zinger. Is a zinger mm-hmm. a chef's kiss? <laughs> yes, she's so great. And I don't know if people had a chance to see her where she plays the um, forger, whatever she got. Oh, that was such that a great movie. Call, 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 call me, me by, by your, your name. name or something like that. But she does a serious. That's a serious role. But she's fantastic. The cast is fantastic. Nicole Kidman as the mysterious Russian woman named Masha who's running this. <laughs> This Tranquilium Resort. Can you ever forgive me? Oh, yeah. Can you ever forgive or me? Or call me by my name. Okay. Something else. Something Can like you that. ever forgive me? She's um, very good. But Nicole is, uh, you know, her wig is scary. She is scary. Her accent is scary because I can do a bit of a Russian accent and it sounds nothing like hers. So oh. she's like. You think you've been off all these years a little bit? No, no. Many <laughs> you think people. It's, you think it's her, not you? Yeah, no. Many people were like, yeah, has Nicole Kidman never heard a Russian accent? <laughs> Because it's a mysterious accent, but it's right. a scary accent. Okay. She's so beautiful, even in the scary wig. Okay. And her character is scary. Um, it's all these people come to this wellness camp. Yes, and they are all have some kind of a thing that they're trying to recover from. Uh, Michael Shannon plays this kind of go-looky-holy-moly kind of a guy. We don't... Not really seen. He's a there. dad, right? With yeah. the daughter that comes. It, okay. And there it's Samara Weaving is absolutely fantastic as this, you know, social media influencer, and you're just drawn to looking at her and her marriage is in trouble. But I I I gotta say, I was totally you liked it. I was totally in it. I wonder I, if other people have tried it yet. Um, oh, I think so. I think yeah. a lot of people have watched it. I mean, it's on Rotten Tomatoes yesterday with sixteen uh, reviews in it had an eighty one percent positive. Well, that sounds way better than what we've been hearing about and, it. And what the the thing that I've read, like I was reading um, Pure Wow, they, their critic rated it, and they rated it three and a half stars. You know, promising based on just watching the first two episodes. Okay, but just like you and I, we read, and Donnie had he, uh, texted me last night that he'd watched an episode. And oh, he goes, okay. I hope you girls are watching it because it's right up your alley. Right. Did you read the book? And I wrote him back. I, I go, Donald, you, Leanne Moriarty was in our 
studio for that you one. somehow got it figured out she was in town in our studio the day that Angelina and Brad landed landed no had broken up they'd already landed in International Falls or was it that day it was day? that day okay it was that oh. day the plane had landed and we heard an incident on Colleen and Bradley someone called into Colleen and yes. Bradley's show and we were on right after as we always are. Yeah. And it reported that there was an incident at the International Falls Airport and Brad was drunk. Yes. Oh. And, and outside peeing on, the, on, a, on a cart or something and peed on the tarmac. Not a gas truck, like a fueling something. truck. There was something, but there, if someone called into Colleen and Bradley and then we we go pick up Leanne in the, in the um, lobby and I'm walking back here and that's all we could talk about. Yeah. Because it was all so she out of the blue. It was about. all we could talk she about. She was in town for this book, Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah. And Julie and I had talked to, we've talked to her for several of her books. Several My books. husband's Keeper, Keeper and Big Little Lies. We had her on our yes. show. We, But this was, for both of us, I remember, we were so excited meeting her in person. We were happy that she was excited and kind of wanted to gossip with us. But it was our least favorite of her books, only in that all of her other books... You're you start stuck. with a bang, 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 bang. This book didn't, didn't come, come together, together till the, the last, last fifty pages. Yes, and so exactly because I kept like, oh, okay, what's going to happen here? How are these people going to be together here? So, Big Little Lies, we're talking about yeah. it's on Hulu. So no, you, nine perfect strangers. Oh, nine perfect is what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and but, but, Colleen but, and Bradley. <laughs> but Leanne Moriarty has written, you know, other books. Any yes. of her other books could become. These long form miniseries like Big Little Lies, and she worked with David E. Kelly on making the second season. And David E. Kelly is working with Nicole Kidman. Who? So you you're you find this more promising? I like it better already than the White Damn Lotus. Yeah, don't you? I it well that they're both they're so different because I think um, Nine Perfect Strangers is leaning hard into the all-star cast and painting these very vivid characters yes. right away with strong casting. Yes. And then Nicole is truly scary between the wig. What does the, the accent, wig look like? And, oh, it's like... Isn't a, it a gray long wig or something? It's blonde. It's oh. blonde. But, I mean, her body is so beautiful. She's so mysteriously alabastery beautiful. She, You're scared of her. Like, you don't know what she's going to do. She's so mysterious. And she's having flashbacks. I don't know. I really, I really like it. I'm excited about this, but yeah. the thing is, we it, can't it remember how it ends. No, I can't either. Ever. So this will be great because we didn't remember how Big Little Eyes no ended when we watched that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it or it was a or the flight attendant. Yeah, the flight attendant. We couldn't remember <laughs> we couldn't the end remember of that. Any of these? <laughs> and um, that's a beauty. But I, the, I found the show to be alluring. And mysterious, and it left me wanting more. And you know, now Hulu, they just dropped the first three, and then it's a week to week thing. Oh, is that it, Lori? That's, okay, that's so you're it, almost all done. Y- I'm gonna binge it tonight. Those three. well, you can watch those three. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh, I gotta keep watching this. You mm-hmm. know, it was. Yeah, I, I watched Osaka play tennis against um, Goff, and pretty good. It was good. Um, our little Goff, I can't even think of her first name, Coco Goff. She mm-hmm. um, did it, she win? She won the first set. This happened yesterday, so okay, I'm not so. doing so much. And then um, Naomi came back big time, big 
big time strong and ended up winning. Oh, she did. But yeah. Yeah. She just po- overpowered her. Yeah, she basically did. She served an eight. I mean, I'd never seen yeah. anything like it, but yeah. and it was kind of fun. One more thing on the nine perfect strange. I mean, because uh, I mentioned Nicole Kidman, Melissa Car- McCarthy, Sam, but Regina Hall is really great in this too. She's, uh, I just, all of the characters are really good. Um, you know, and the other book that Leanne wrote, and I think they made a movie of it, What Alice Forgot. That was a Leanne oh, that was with, book. That was the Alzheimer's one with um, Marianne, Jean, yeah. um, Julianne Moore. Moore. Yeah, and the husband's, I think the husband's secret would be good. Oh, that was, that was a good such book. a good book. Yeah, so anyway, but Melissa... She's got a new book coming out, and... Um, we should get we're on in con- We already are. We're oh, in we contact are. with her, but one okay. of us has to come in early to do the... Um, because I, she's in Australia. Yeah, I know. And n- neither of us have raised her hand yet for the 6 a.m. <laughs> the 6 a.m. interview. Really? It's coming out 13th of September, I believe. Oh, all right. Well, but Lori's raised her hand and I've then put it down really hand. quickly. <laughs> and then I it just went down. I can get up for kickboxing. I can get up for Leanne. <laughs> True. Because she was on uh, location. She was a little bit in the bubble when they were filming this or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's exciting. I think you're going to like it. That's what my... That's what you're Casey, saying. I don't know if he would watch it with me. I think he would like it, but it does feel slightly more like chick. Yeah, that's cool. You know, there's oh, yeah. not enough I'll violence. Try it. You try it. Oh, there's watch not it enough you. violence or sex in it. That's yeah. for for my husband anyway. Yeah. I know that's what he, he likes. You know, I'll give, watch it. I mean, Lily and I, we're always looking for something that we can mesh in the middle you keep with. Keep going with your Animal Kingdom. You've got oh, to catch yeah. up to the season oh, five. Yeah. Yes, I am deep in that show right now. Oh, my gosh. All All right, right. listen, when we come back, we've got uh, our story we can't get enough enough of, and we've got to talk about Kelly and Mariah. Talk about Kelly Clarkson. She's about two weeks away from being officially D-I-V-O-R-C-E'd from that no good hound dog. No disrespect to the hound dogs out there. (laughs) Brandon Blackstock. Julia, we never liked him. He gave up douche cheater vibes from the very beginning. We were worried that Kelly was falling too hard for a guy who just had gotten gotten divorced. divorced and his divorce was because he had cheated on his first wife. And we were like, this. Did he cheat on his first wife with Kelly? No. No, I didn't think so. No, there was another woman. Okay. And Kelly was the next woman. And he had two kids already. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's always weird when our vibes are correct and are proven correct years later as evidenced by the fact that we've been on so but we've been (laughs) on the air so long we we're we're starting to go through people's every you know it's just like a life cycle it is a life cycle Lori, and the celebrity life cycle is shorter it's it is shorter so she um you know and when she filed kelly clarkson when, when she filed for a divorce last june um after they had um quarantined together in Montana in a one-room cabin, which that gave us definite, that was not a good thing. But um, she was, they were able to publicly keep a lid on the drama for months until it started spilling out in court filings and then gossip uh, tabloids. And so there's an Us Weekly story that's very, very interesting. Here it is. Um, She can breathe for the first time. Kelly Clarkson feels extremely confident as she waits for her divorce to be finalized. Um, The relationship had been on the rocks for a long time. She was the high income earner with a wildly successful talk show and the star of another show, of course, The Voice. Brandon was was extremely jealous and made her know it. And she can finally enjoy her success without feeling ashamed. 
Kelly doesn't take credit for her success, but shares it with her team. The marriage was really, really awful at the end. She felt she could no longer trust Brandon. She had a lot of questions that he just couldn't answer. And she just wasn't willing to look the other way right. anymore. And um, I find that particular quote, Kelly felt she could no longer trust Brandon. She had a lot of questions he couldn't answer and she wasn't willing to look the other way. This could be cheating and I wouldn't doubt that. But I think it's more likely that Kelly Clarkson got wise to all of his financial schemes and the fact that he was actively defrauding her. And she began to probably challenge on it. Well, where is all this money going? Because she's making $2 million a oh, month. A month, right. You know, just from her TV talk show. And he didn't have any answers. And, <laughs> you know, just like Erica Girardi should have been asking. I was just going to say on The Real Housewives asking, of Beverly, Beverly Hills, she didn't ask. She didn't ask. And uh, and I bet it was awful. I think, I think she really loved him. And I think she really tr- trusted him. And he treated her like crap. And he stole from her and probably cheated. And I think the, and he the other thing is millions of dollars. The other thing in this story, though, Lori, is he was jealous of her success. Yeah, Well, of course. But you know what? That doesn't feel that a woman can deal with that. It feels bad when your husband is actively stealing yes. from you. Because if you will steal, you will lie, you will cheat, you'll do anything. Right. Okay. That is just the I feel like Kelly Clarkson is feeling that way. Right. And um, yes, he probably belittled her more as she was asking him things, you know, and mm-hmm. like trying to emotionally abuse her that way. And it became probably more clear to her when he, like, hey, why are why I've talked to her accountant? Why am I paying your management fee and your dad's you know why am i paying three different fees right why are three people getting 30 percent of me right and you're two of the three right and i think she brought him to montana to get him out of listen it would be easy to quarantine in your beautiful home, uh, in, beverly home in beverly hills right let's go to the little the little log cabin that's going to be, you which know, I like don't sh- think was as little as reported, Lori. I'm just going to say it was that. a one room, like it was, because they were going to build something. She brought it all down to basics mm-hmm. to him, had him live mm-hmm. in the what's going to be the gardener shed. I love it, oh, Lori. <laughs> honest be, honest be. <laughs> but we saw photos of it in there. They had the cots. They, yeah, you know, yeah. it was a big one room oversized thing, and I think she brought him there. And she started to test him. Do you think so, Grant? A little bit, maybe. Let's you know. see, honey. Let's see what's really going on here. And How long can you stay away from your other women? Right, because where could he go? He could have an excuse for something. Oh, I'm going to have a Zoom meeting at the right. office about this. She wanted to lock him down, quiz him, and then she kicked his butt to the curb when she found out that man has no good answers. I love you. She wanted to lock him down. Grant, I just went off the YouTube live stream. Mm-hmm. I just went back I mean, on. That for is for our problem. audience that's watching, I know that yeah. they're concerned. They're really concerned. Let me get you back in <laughs> yeah. here. I mean, when you love and trust a man and he is your manager and he's... See, that would be... Yeah. And he's used you and he's... Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not... I'm so glad she got out. And, and remember, 
She said that she can't uh, even co-parent their kids no, because she, she, she doesn't trust so many trust issues. Yeah. She doesn't believe yeah. a word he says. Uh, D. Drummond or whatever that pioneer woman who lives in Montana, she better watch out. Brandon is looking for a new sugar mama. Even I'm though curious. she's married. I'm, you know what? I'm curious. I'm going to ask my little sister, both my sisters. I've got a single sister. We have a single yeah. sister there. We'll tell her to look out for oh, him. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? Okay, Mariah Carey. I don't know why I love this, but for the Lamleys out there, you're going to love this. Um, because She's got the lambs. Gaga's got the monsters. Yeah. Beyonce has the bees. Yeah, no, Mariah's Lamleys are going to love this. She spent the last two years brewing up a line of cream liqueurs under her new label, Black Irish. There will be yes, original Irish cream, yes. salted caramel, and white chocolate. Each bottle has a seal with her initials and signature butterfly. The name Black Irish is the tip of the hat to her heritage. Her, She's black and Venezuelan on her dad's side and Irish on her mom's. Yeah. And I mean... Okay, first of all, the salted caramel Baileys. Is to delicious. I want that on vanilla bean ice it's cream so immediately. Mainline yeah. it. I mean, I that mean, sounds so good. Think of the gift basket. She already did the cookies. You could do mm-hmm. some kind of a fur-lined snuggly blanket. Some a bottle slippers. Of, a bottle of Irish... Uh, Cream and, and a Mariah CD. You've made your lambs happy right there with this Yum. gift basket. So I love this for her. I like it even better than if she... This is smarter than champagne. Well, champagne's been done by too many. Yeah. She's going into this. You think the, like a celebrity, let's draw a hat and should we do clothing, perfume, <laughs> No, I think that there's literally <laughs> when do? you sit down with your licensing broker, yeah. when you've hit a certain level, they just sit and think, well, you're going to fit in over here, you're going to fit in over here. Imagine that opportunity just be, yeah. you know. And it's perfect for Mariah, I think, that Irish cream, because it's sweet, yes. it's velvety, and she made it playful, and she's sweet and velvety. That's she's how people feel about velvety. her. sweet and velvety. And as long as it's priceless and bite, Bailey, she's already in. Is it? Yeah, it's going to be priceless. Oh, it Bailey's. is. Yeah. And probably a little more than Carol's. The other Carol's. knockoff. Carol's. Yeah. Caroline's. <laughs> the knockoff Irish cream, we know that. All right. All right, what's happening there, Grant? Uh, Time for another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club, and we are delighted Gary Goldstein is joining us for his fabulous book called the last birthday party and we played that reo song because the book starts out with just a little you know little lyrical line Lyric, from reo hi gary. hi gary hey how are you laurie and julia i am so impressed that you played that music i mean <laughs> that's that's the the quote that i use in the preface of the book and it kind of sets it up and I love the song. I love the lyric. And you guys are awesome that you that you found that and kicked us off with that. So yes, of you. course. And we we loved your yes. we loved the last birthday party. And oh, you're going to you so give much. us a setup. But you know what was kind of a, a refreshing, I guess, change of pace for Julia and I is we really don't read too many books from a, a man's, man's perspective, perspective and having. Crisis. Yeah, having that and I, I, it just it was so different, I, for different us and, and enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, thanks for saying that. Well, you know, a, a lot of people have said that that they're not used to to reading romantic comedies from a, a man's point of view, and it's really kind of it's really heartening to hear that because I I've written a lot of uh, romantic comedies for in TV movies. <clears throat> excuse me, and um, you know, they're they're the main characters are always women. But I'm a man who writes a lot of, you know, a lot of women characters. So here I was able to write a man character, but interacting with all of these other women in a romantic comedy setting. And I think you get kind of the, you, you get kind of the 
both the male and female perspective yeah. from all the characters about what it's like to be in this kind of you know funny, strange, unexpected romantic situation. Um, so <clears throat> I'm really glad you you felt that way and enjoyed it, and uh, it was you know a, a lot of fun to write. It's fun, and we also want to give a shout out to our local publisher, Hadley House um, Publishing. So. Um, we're very proud of them. We know the local women that did that. So that's kind of fun that that's your publisher. But we got to ask you, Gary. Okay, so you've written a lot of movies, screenplays, things like that. What inspired you to actually write a book? Was it COVID? Or? Well, uh, no, it was. Um, a, I actually started writing it right before COVID. I started it last last year, the very beginning of January. And I've always wanted to write a novel. I've read. I've been reading since I'm a kid. I, I love books. Um, but I've been really busy as a screenwriter for the bulk of my career. And the, the um, thought of sitting and writing a novel, it just seemed kind of daunting. It seemed like it was going to take a tremendous amount of time that I didn't have. And, I, you know, if I didn't want to just start and stop and start and stop. But I read uh, somebody I follow on Twitter, they, some writer, he, he said, um, if you've always wanted to write a book, and just feel like you're a screenwriter and always want to write a book and feel like you don't have the time, look at it this way. If you wrote one page a day, at the end of the year, you'd have the first draft of your book. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not such a novel idea, no pun intended. But, right. you know, it was really, um, it really made total sense. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I ended up writing more than a page a day. I started in January. I was done by July with the first draft. And then we went into, you know, the editing phases and all that. But um, it just happened. It just worked. And Unfortunately, unfortunately, because of COVID, um, uh, the uh, film and TV business really slowed up, so I had really more time to myself. I was in a lot, and it just helped me move uh, move through the book really quickly. Um, and uh, it That's was really awesome. a joyous experience. And I also want to give a shout out to Hadley House. Um, to Alice and Alicia yes. and Anna there. They're just fantastic people. They shepherded my book through, my baby through, with, you know, with such care, and, and they were wonderful people. And, uh, you know, I'm, they're my heroes. Okay. Oh, Gary, that's so nice. Yeah, they've done a lot of good work. We've had a lot of their authors on, and we're, that's so awesome that they're Minnesota-based. All right, so we have a question for you. So the book yeah. is The Last Birthday Party. Gary Goldstein is our guest. Give us the setup for the book. What's it about? Well, it's about... It's about a man uh, named Jeremy Lerner, who's a writer. He lives in Los Angeles. And he, uh, the day after the 50th birthday party that his wife throws him, that he did not want uh, her to throw him, uh, he, she leaves him. And, it, and a series of calamities befall him over the course of 24 hours, three, three different things. And um, his, he, it, the whole book is about how he goes from this terrible place in his life to how he turns it around in this very unexpected way and how from all the bad things, all of these good things happen. So all these good things would never happen to him if all the bad things didn't happen to begin with. Um, and it's a bit about how somebody, you know, in midlife unexpectedly reinvents himself um, and turns his life around because of all these bad things that happen to him. So it's, it's kind of a little wish fulfillment. It's, it's very hopeful, um, but I hope very real in terms of what people go through, um, particularly creative people at a certain age, um, and how they, uh, you know, just sort of find a new place for themselves in their lives and kind of like you never know what's going to happen when you wake up every morning. It's so true. And I, we also have to say that um, two other things struck us with this, you know, what happens to your, our film critic, Jeremy Lerner, is that we got warm, fuzzy feelings because for years our cousin Michael lived on Lookout Mountain Road mm -hmm. in Laurel oh, okay. Canyon. Yep. And uh, right. we're two blocks, a few blocks away from where I live. I, I 
live in Laurel Canyon, as does my character, Jeremy. And the book is a bit of a love letter to Laurel Canyon. Yeah. It's yeah. Christina Applegate's old house. He lived in Christina. Yes. Applegate. Does he, does he, did he li- does he live in it after she left? Or? Yes. After, after he she left. left. He, he just moved a couple years couple ago. Couple years ago. But, but we just loved, I loved the we whole, that everything house. Laurel Canyon. And, yeah. and that I know was his a- exact house. Actually, it's on Hollywood Hills Road. Yes. Um, I probably shouldn't say that out loud. That's okay. Yeah. He doesn't live there anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great house right at the end of, of the road. Now, he doesn't live there anymore, right? No, no. But it was a, it was a great character. The flavor mm-hmm. of that, you know, with L.A. And then also, um, I was really empathizing with Jeremy because I had torn my rotator cuff. And uh-huh. everything you write about that big, bulky thing and the surgery, I really had, you do forget pain. I'd totally forgotten, you know, that whole thing you know oh my god you have to have gone through it to really i mean i i, I had that experience and well, you I, did. I was like this was such a horrible painful experience if i don't use it for something good i've lost you know the six weeks of my life that that whole period took place so i gave it to jeremy he was so lucky i gave him all this pain um but uh i had a very bad rotator uh, cuff tear and uh, was in this giant sling. It's called an abduction br- brace, an abduction pillow. Oh, Lori. You can't really yeah. describe it. You have to see it. It's yeah. just like like carrying around a little refrigerator over your shoulder. And <laughs> it's it's a monster. And uh, and I gave it to Jeremy. And so I was able to re- recall in full horror all the things that I had to do for six weeks with this being in this giant arm brace uh, where you had to keep your arm in one position for, for all this time. And the craziest thing was how you take a shower with this because you don't you have the only time you're allowed to take the brace off but it's incredibly painful mm-hmm. and it's it's just a whole circus of what you have to do just to get into the shower so i i tried to recreate that as vividly it's, and as, it, you as did a great job yeah you really did because i had forgotten all of it and i was like i was kind of proud of myself i thought wow i got through that that was hell right 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 <laughs> brought you back gary i want to ask you is the premise of the the guy getting dumped by his wife the day after the 50th birthday party, do you, was that a, a true thing? Do you know anyone that that happened to? Uh, I don't. Okay. It definitely didn't happen to me. But um, uh, I, And I had a wonderful 50th birthday party. Um, but uh, I do think, I do have, it was, oddly enough, my brother-in-law, when he turned 50, he my sister threw him a party. Uh, this was in New York, and he did not want a. He totally didn't want a birthday party, and she threw him this just beautiful birthday party. And I remember we were walking out of the party after it was all over, and she said to him, "Now that wasn't so bad, was it?" And she, he he said, "It wasn't. Don't ever do it again." <laughs> um, and some people, and they stayed together, but you know, under different circumstances, it could have been the beginning of the end. Um, that's about as close as I came to to that. Um, but a lot of birthdays are funny things, especially as we get older. A lot of people really don't like birthdays. They don't want to know about them. They just want them to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when you have these watershed years, uh, should they be celebrated? Do you want everybody to know how old you are? It's all of that. So a lot of that factored into it. But this was definitely worst-case scenario for what happens uh, at a birthday party that you don't want. Yeah. The book, if you're just joining us, we're talking with the author, Gary Goldstein. The book is The Last Birthday Party. Which, by the way, the cover is, the, is so good. The cover is awesome. Shout out to Alicia over at Hadley House. And, and uh, she just did an amazing job putting it together. It's gorgeous. It's, it just jumps out. Everybody loves it. 
uh, kudos again to uh, the Hadley House folks for uh, you know their keen eye and uh, savvy way of marketing, and uh, it's just beautiful. I love it. Do you ever see? Okay, so you're a screenwriter, and I looked through your IMDb page, um, Gary, uh, and I recognize some of those. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a fan of the rom com. Yes, yes, big uh-huh. time, and I, so I've seen some of your movies, and I'm wondering, do you see this becoming a rom com? Well, you know, movie? I I, I, mean, uh, I didn't write it with any of that in mind because I've just I know you know from my whole career like you can't plan these things they sure. just so so, ha- so often happen and I wanted to write a book that I wanted to write and not not worry too much about the marketplace or any mm-hmm. of that sure. I just wanted to have a good time with it now that it's all out and done and people are reading it and everybody says oh my God this would make such a great movie it or really it would make such a great uh, limited TV series I never thought about that and now limited TV series are hot right um, and I'm all sure if I'm I'm, I'm for it. So, you know, I uh, I haven't done anything about that. Maybe it'll find it. Maybe somebody will find me. I don't know. Uh, I've just been really, you know, consumed with getting the book out. But yeah, I would I would love it to be. I think um, I think there's a definite. I think it's a great lead part for an actor. Um, yes. I think they're great supporting parts. I think it's fun, and I think it's hopeful and um, uh, and funny. And uh, I would certainly love to see it come to life. Yeah, well, so, certainly a dream to see to see it uh, on the screen in one form or another. I, I we loved it. We loved it. Okay, we just oh, have to you ask so you, what's the last great book you read? Well, I, you know, some, it's a good question. Somebody somebody asked me that um, the other day, and I read a lot, and I've read some fantastic books lately. I read a book called, I just finished a book called um, Morningside Heights by Joshua Henkin. I thought it was excellent. Loved a book called The Paris Library. Um, yes, recently, we read that. Yep. But, to, but the best book um, I've read, you know, in the last couple of years has to be Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, of I just course. think it's a, an amazing, amazing book. I no, they're planning to make a movie out of it. I uh, hope it goes well. I just, I just want to preserve the, the feeling of that book, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in and of itself, because it was a, just a, a master, just a masterpiece, just a, an amazing accomplishment. And how long um, it was on the New York Times bestseller list? I mean, I think everybody felt that way about that book. Yeah, that couple, this, a good couple of years. Yeah, that forever. This, yeah, I mean, it was amazing. It how, was how an well amazing it book. And, and well, we are del- such a unique book. And, it really yeah. was. Well, we're delighted to meet you, Gary. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, so great to meet you, too, and thanks for your support and for the great shout-outs about the last birthday party and to Hadley House and all of that, and, uh, you know, have a great rest of your summer, and uh, thanks again. We will. Thank you, and we've got two books to give away, guys. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071, and uh, Grant will get your information. We are going to come back and chat about, oh, a best acting category for this gal? I think not. We'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us. It is uh, Thursday, so it must be time to talk about uh, another epic episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last night. And I just got to say that Detective Sutton Strack and Garcelle Beauvais are um, uh, they're, they're, they're keeping it real and they're not here for Erica's lies. Okay, the reason why this is so compelling is we're watching a real-life trial. Uh, not a trial yet, but a real-life case against people who have done really bad things. <laughs> Play out on a real, Real, yeah, on a reality show. So it's just fascinating to watch everything that's going on. I I had some texts from Brittany, Mm -hmm. our gal last night, Mm -hmm. and she she's on Team Erica. Yeah, I I don't know what's wrong with her. She's young. Yeah, I'm just going to blame it it on that. And if you're listening, Brittany, because Erica has contradicted and incriminated herself so many times since the season started. That I think she's now, I mean, boy, the producers, they had her show up 
in a car that she was driving herself. I saw that. They, okay, so she clearly didn't that. have a driver. But she's talking. She's like, I so, had to drive she's myself. Like, I'll have a Coke. She She's sounding so sedated and lowering her voice. She's going to sound like James Earl Jones by the it's, time it's all over. She's lying harder and harder, and her voice goes deep when she lies. Oh, is, That's that what you, is that what you're picking up? Yeah, yeah, I really Laurie, am. Detective Laurie. She's like uh, four lies away from, you know, just totally changing her voice. But she's, <laughs> and Lisa Renna looks like a fool defending Erica when she said the line, princesses, princesses don't care, have to care about reputation queens don't and i'm like what did that even mean i just well that erica is a queen that she doesn't need to worry about her reputation and it's like i don't think lisa rinna has computed that we're not talking about scissor gate you know from last year or puppy gate i don't think she realizes how serious erica's lawsuit is you can see her thinking that the audience is going to side with erica while this is happening, because you can see her, yeah. she's conflicted. And the rumor is Erica Jane's LLC invested in Lisa Renna's her Rina lip. Be- yeah. Renna Beauty. Okay. And I don't think she realized when they were filming this. And I think Detective Sutton Strack, who's really earning her diamond, put it like this last night when they, the ladies all got together to talk about the LA Times article that came out about Erica Jane. She said, I don't know, ladies. People don't like liars, cheaters, and thieves. Right. She's not wrong. Right. Especially when you've lied and cheated and stolen from orphans, widows, burn victims. There's no kidding. And and no way has Erica ever. She just goes, you don't even know half the story. Lori, Lori's doing dramatic acting, yeah. and um, yeah, and she's so rehearsed. She told the the L.A. Times last night tweeted this: "Be like Sutton Strack and read the whole article." Well, that was the thing that kept happening because an article about the case against Tom Girardi and Erica came out during the filming. And everyone's like, ooh. And then a lot of people are like, I can't read it. It had too many words. Sounds like me talking about a book versus an article. Well, um, it was, a th- they did a couple different stories. They did a story of um, an analysis of why real housewives so often land in hot water for financial right. fraud type of things. Several um, parts of the story were about a continuous pattern of legal woes and signs that Tom Girardi should have been alerted. Like people should have been uh, reporting him sooner. Sooner, right? But he was a big. Um, he, he donated Supporter a lot of money, a lot of uh, political causes. Yes, yes. Anyway, so that was really good. And 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 Lisa Rinna also last night compared the Denise Richard situation to be in exactly the same thing as Erica's uh, situation. And I'm like, but it's millions of dollars and it's real lives being affected. It doesn't make any sense. No. These all ladies right. all get together, Julia, and talk about what they're going to talk about. On I want to know if anybody out there, um, who, is, believes, uh, who believes Erica? Erica, does anyone? 651-641-1071. Besides Brittany, you can just text us. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, we already know how you feel, but seriously, because, it, and is, then it is Erica becoming... goes, 
I don't know where the money went. And I mean, the, the, $80 million right. at one point they talked about, and she didn't have an idea where it went. Two private jets, full-time glam squad, diamonds, five-star hotels, designer clothes, shoes, bags, cars, lofts, fabulous vacations. Uh, yeah, you know where the money went. It was, it was Grant, this, even though you don't even like the housewives, it's oh. just so epic to watch this because it's coinciding with real life. Yeah, I mean, I'm not watching it live on the show like you guys are, which right. has to be absolutely, like, astounding to just see as it's right in front of your eyes. But just from an outside and, perspective, it's crazy to hear about it. Yes, it is. Erica also said last night she had no idea any of this was going down, which there is this uh, great, there's a lawyer out in Beverly Hills who is a, a Bravo, he tweets stuff, and he's got, got the legal documents. She was subpoenaed on May 28th, 2020. Prior to the filming of this past season. Right, of, she was subpoenaed right. on September 28th, 2020. During she, the season. She filed for divorce on November 3rd, 2020. So when you get subpoenaed about financial I, shenanigans, yeah, you do know what's coming on. Yeah. So yeah. She's revising. She's lying. That's the big thing, is that the legal documents don't lie. Right. They don't mesh the with dates. her woe is me pity party. Oh, and it's so good, though. Oh, it's God. so epic. And I and I, I really, Lisa Rinna, I feel bad for her because she just looks like a fool. And Kyle, stop trying to make Teddy happen. Teddy a, showed up last night. And a beautiful fu- fool. Huh? I think Lisa Rinna looked gorgeous. Oh, with her wigs and... Oh, you're so funny. No, no. I, I mean, think she looked pretty. But, but do you look pretty when your butt, when your lips are stuck up so far <gasps> up someone's... You know what, Patuski? Wow. It's hard to look pretty. <laughs> That's well, true. ask me on another day when I find someone to no. stick them up. Yeah, I don't know. I just... <laughs> yeah. Garcelle is everything and Sutton are everything. Yeah, and Dorit is a snake. She changes her story and uh, all the time. And I want to give a shout out to Tippy and Kirsten, our book winners yeah. for the last birthday party. So yeah. you guys, I just filled out your labels and you'll be getting in the mail. your books very, very soon. <laughs> your books in a few, probably early next week, I think. Well, people don't want people, to call it. No one's on Erica's side. That's what that means. People oh, Lord, here love it. can recognize that she is full of crap. Yes. I love a it. lot of it. I love it. That's why no one's calling. No one can defend Erica. Not one like, call. We see you, girl. Uh, yeah, you know who needs to worry about her reputation? Lisa Rinna. For defending Erica this hard. She's reading it all wrong. I bet I bet Harry is really... Well, he's gardening and she's dancing today on Instagram. Oh, 